What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks. For each episode, I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I am honored that you would take the time. Matter of fact, I'm glad that you have taken the time to listen to uh, this particular podcast episode. Today, we're going to get an opportunity to interview Pastor Jose Mendez. He is a pastor out of Puerto Rico. I just spent some time in Puerto Rico, and I had an opportunity to sit down and have a chat uh, with this dynamic leader um, who is going to give us some insight or just share with us his experience of leading during a crisis. And I think it's only fitting. I think it's perfect timing um, to share this particular episode. Uh, based off what we're experiencing right now, as most of you are well aware of, I don't know who would not know what's going on right now. We're in the midst of the uh, coronavirus uh episode, tragedy, trauma, traumatic experience, whatever you want to call it. We're in a very trying time where the world's attention is turned toward this outbreak. And it's for good reasons that we all pay attention to it, uh, because in some shape or form, it impacts all of our lives. And even if you didn't think it impacted your life, you're feeling it probably this week in the aspect of in some shape or form, your business, your company, your child's school, um, all types of businesses, um, and uh, things are being impacted by this particular outbreak. And th- obviously the goal is to help to reduce uh, the spread of the, the virus. And for many of us who are highly interactive, those of you who have taken the disassessment, you're highly interactive. This is a trying time for you. I get it. You want to hug. You want to talk to people. You want to be in social settings. And we're restricting you. It's tough. I get it. But understand the long-term effect of us getting this thing out will keep us all healthy so that we can continue to party and we can continue to do the great things that we want to do. We all want to be in a place of health so that we can do that. And so bear with us during this time because we, we want we want to get back to party. We want you to help us to get there. But right now we need you to help us to reduce it. And those of you who in the disc assessment are Ds, I understand you're resort oriented and you want to be getting something done right now. You don't have time. Well, Every now and again, we have to slow it all down, and it's okay. During this time where everything is slowed down, do understand that this is a good time maybe you to rethink, recalibrate, but for the most part, looking at things in a different perspective and from other people's view and vantage point. I think that's the key lesson that we're going to learn in this season, how to see things from other people's perspective, people who we never paid attention to, never understood. I think we can see things through other people's perspective. For example, my wife is now working at the house and I had a chance to to see her work. I never really really experienced her work. And I got an opportunity to see, man, she's got three screens growing on. I didn't realize how much work she actually does in a given day. And it gave me a different perspective. I think that's critical. So that's very critical, again, for this particular virus that's impacting everyone, no matter what your race is, no matter what your um, 
class, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. This particular virus is impacting us all. And it's it, it, it's something that does not care, right? We can't blame anyone um, for this particular virus. Uh, we can't place any vain blame on anyone else. We have to learn how to see other people's perspectives. And I think that's the key lesson that we're going to learn as a nation, as a whole, as individually. Because once I learn how my brother is experiencing things, it will help me, right? It'll help me in so many different things. It'll help me not to be so uh, callous. It will help me to be uh, sensitive. It'll help me to understand other people's struggles. And I think that is a big key that we'll learn during this time. You know, um, it's very critical that we follow the the instructions during this time. Um, so, but not only that, it's very critical that we provide the right instructions, those of us who are leaders. And so I think during this time for us to listen to a leader who had to lead through crisis, I think it jogs ourselves and puts us in position, whatever we're leading, again, whether it's our family, whether it's our business, whether it's our church, whatever capacity that we're called to lead in, know that when we're making decisions, it may impact other people's lives. And when it impacts other people's lives, how can we make sure that we make the right call and make the right decisions, that we don't put people in danger and that we don't destroy people? I think that's very critical in this hour and at this time. So I I hope you find some value in this short moment that I'm sharing with you. Um, I wanted to make sure that uh, we're sensitive to this moment in this time, in this time in history. We know things will not go, possibly not go back to the way they were. You know, when you remember 9-11, things changed after 9-11. I remember working in the bank and there was information that we did not have to collect before, but after 9-11, there was certain information that we had to collect and help in order to help to reduce uh, terrorism. It happened in the airline industry. It is not possibly going to go back to the way things used to be. And that's okay. It does not have to be a bad thing. I sound like Mr. Rogers here, but the word of the day is adaptability. I think this is an hour for all of us to adapt. And, and the reason why I'm adapting is, is to adapt for someone outside of me. If it was left up to me, maybe I didn't don't have to make the change. If it's left up to me, maybe I don't have to wear gloves. I don't have to cough in my, my arm. I don't have to do that thing if it was all about me. But because I'm in consideration of others, I will follow the instructions so that I won't put others in harm way. And so as a leader, sometimes you have to consider what can I do not to hurt or harm others in this hour and at this time. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with my uh, mentor, a good friend, um, Pastor Jose Mendez. All right, well, welcome back to Behind the Grind. And today I'm so glad to be sitting. Um, actually, I'm in Puerto Rico. Yes. Sir. Where am I in Puerto Rico right now? You are right now in <laughs> Catania, Puerto Rico. Awesome. I am sitting with uh, Pastor Jose Mendez. And it's such an honor to be here today. How are you doing today? Thank you, sir. It's an honor to have you here in the house today. Awesome. Awesome. So today, um, we're going to take a little uh, turn here today. Uh, behind the ground, obviously, we're talking a lot about uh, businesses and hustling and trying to get, get your business and different things started. But, you know, as many of us are facing right now with everything slowing down, we need to talk about how things may change after this slowdown. 
And so what better way to do that than to talk to Pastor Mendez, who has possibly um, some insight for us <laughs> yes, yes. on um, what we should be doing and, and, and possibly, you know, there are some things that he has recovered from uh, through Hurricane Maria, through the earthquakes here in Puerto Rico. Um, as a leader, he's, he's gone through a lot of those different changes. And there's probably some insight that we can probably glean from him today. So, yes, sir. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about you. You know, I, we were talking earlier, and uh, you came here to uh, to this place of pastoring. How? How did you get into pastoring? Well, it was uh, the true call of the Lord. We received this word to um, open this um, new church down here in Catania about receiving his word. And we, when we receive the the word, that's the only thing that, that we need. Yes. We don't need the, the we don't need the the building. We don't need the uh, sound system. The only thing that we need was the word of the Lord. This. That's the instruction, the inspiration of the Lord to do it. And mm -hmm. like um, seven, eight years ago, we start pastoring in this um, in this area, and hopefully, and thanks to the Lord, right now we have a building and we have a good. Um, church not as uh, the building structure as the people that comes here and receive the word awesome you know what i felt uh, uh to relate you know a lot of people you know again i'm in puerto rico and a lot of people fail to realize the connection uh the u.s has here with puerto rico and so this is not your uh, you know today you're doing an interview today in english that's right right and this is not your primary language this is my first time making an interview <laughs> in english so and, and i'm so you know and i'm so impressed you know i've been here in puerto rico and one thing here in puerto rico there is so many individuals that are able to uh, speak multiple languages mm -hmm. uh, specifically english and spanish that's right and you know uh the ability to go back and forth is it's pretty tough, I'm sure. Yes. So, so yes. today we're sitting here and talking, and I appreciate you doing this interview in English for me. Thank you for the say. invitation. Thank you and, for the invitation. And I think there's a lot that you could share by doing that and help people, you know, others out there that are in the same. Yeah, I, I'm taking this time to sell to all the people that speak Spanish and also know English that this is the time for us to um, start um, um, getting to the language of the English like a challenge for us. Okay. We are prepared for this and and we have to communicate so we have to develop our skill for communication so right. the people can't understand and everything so if we take that time uh -huh. then we have we are going to have the opportunity for the people who live in the states that we are part of them right. and yes. we can work together for the kingdom of the Lord. That's awesome. Now, and I also know that you, 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 let's talk a little bit about your family, your wife, and you have a beautiful daughter. And I think you've even mentioned about your daughter speaks another language in addition yeah. or is working on another My language? My baby is working in, uh, on, in another language. Uh -huh. We are trying to um, teach them her to um, understand French. Oh, wow. <laughs> we want to develop that skill in language for her because we want her to be like an access to the kingdom sure because um, sometimes we have a war for these nations and we don't know the language so we are so um we cannot connect with them so we are preparing her to be an access right. for the kingdom of the lord so she can be a in interpreter for the people that's awesome and, and speaking of interpreter uh you know a few years ago i was here in puerto rico yes. and uh your services is set up in such a way that uh, I, I mean you're such a servant of the lord you notice that i struggled a little bit with the yes. spanish and you had someone there positioned uh to help interpret the message for me and i think that that was so impressive I wasn't expecting it. You know, I, I showed up. I said, you know, Lord, I, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but I could feel the spirit of God in in, in the Amen. in the place. But to ha- but you took it a step further, and you had someone there to help me with that. What's, what's your thought on that? Yeah, thanks to thanks to the Lord, we are already um um have this scope, this vision, sure, to be prepared for the people that comes to the island and, and tr- are trying to um get um go to the church and have somebody to be interpretive for them. Right. So a few years ago, we have this lady who comes at the first one. She comes to the uh, to our church, okay, and she doesn't speak Spanish. So okay. for that day on, we are being prepared for that. Even though I I try to um, we start bringing English classes to oh, the people wow. of okay. the church because the truth is the Puerto Rican know mm-hmm. how to speak English, mm-hmm. but they are fighting with the fear. Let's talk about that. You you, you say that so uh, they they do uh, the people of Puerto Rico does know how to speak English is what you're saying? They know how to speak. Okay. Yeah, because I think one of the issues that they have is uh, every so time was it taught, I'm sorry, was it taught in school or? Yeah, okay. in the school they teach you English. Okay. From the first grade until the, the high school. Okay. So wow. one of the things that they need is to be, to have practice mm-hmm. the, the language. Right, that's true. And, and that's, that's the biggest issue that we have here. If right. they don't practice the language, right. they don't perform well. And they think that they are not performing well because every time they talk, somebody laugh of laugh, and start laughing for them. Okay. So they stop. They don't ah, want to so go far further than that. Oh wow. Okay. So they're assuming that they're not speaking it well. That's right. I, I get what you're saying. Okay. But that's interesting. Wow. So since grade school uh, English, um, so let's talk about that with Puerto, uh, with the culture. So the mm-hmm. culture and and um, the history of Puerto Rico. A lot of people don't know. A lot about Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So, if we just briefly share a little bit about well, the Puerto Rican culture is very, very, very big, very um, colorful, and yeah. everything. <laughs> we have good um, gastronomic um, food. The food over here is food is great. Good. It's <laughs> great. It's great. We have. Um, what did we, you have me eating? I had uh, mon, mon, mofongos. Mofongos. We have tostones today. Yes, it was very good. And the rice and bean and, and the rice is, is good. <laughs> yeah, it's really, good. really good. But the culture is is very very, the culture of Puerto Rico is very in the performance in the artist artist yes area is very unique. Okay, we have a good um, people that paints creative, very creative, yes. and we also have a good people that are so talented in the music. Yeah. Oh yes. So is a is a culture that is is really beautiful. Mm. It's really beautiful. Also, we have great beaches. We have a lot of historic sites to see. So everything is very beautiful. It's interesting you say that. Obviously, before I came to Puerto Rico, I thought it was all beaches. So I thought the beauty was all in water and beaches. <laughs> but I found out there's a lot more, right? Yeah. It, it, uh, the mountains. We have beautiful mountains. <laughs> we have um, um, a lot of, of the ancestors' sites to see, like the yes. Indians and also the Spains that used to live in, here in Puerto Rico. Okay. We have uh, caves. We have, uh, well, we have uh, beaches with white sands, right. with dark sands. We have beautiful view. And the truth is the island is not too big. Only two, right. you take a car from metro area, you drive two hours and you are already in the west part of the island. It's beautiful down there too. They tell me you can kind of circle the island in one day if you, if yeah, you try. Yeah, right? you, you can do it in one day. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. So let's, let's uh, today, so we started off talking a little bit mm-hmm. again. We want to talk about the slowdown that a lot of people are experiencing right now. Yeah. Uh, with the, we would call it, I guess, a pandemic, you know, with that's everything right. that's taking place. 
And so some of us aren't familiar with a world that something happens all of a sudden and it interrupts your world, disrupts your world, stops your world, mm-hmm. slows your world down. And, um, and again, I'm just relating to the recent experiences that uh, has happened here in Puerto Rico. Obviously, we had the hurricanes, we had the earthquake. And so you've experienced some type of shutdown. So I want you as a, as a leader um, to help other leaders today mm-hmm. uh, share how, how, does it, how do we rebound from a slowdown? Like when yes. things stop, things are interrupted, wh- how would you instruct or lead others during that time, okay, is 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 very dr- dramatic because you don't have the um you don't have the power or you have all the dominion to stop what is right. going on. Right. The first thing you have to do is you have to um be concerned about about what is happening around you. Yeah. Around the people that is with you, about what type of things you want to do, mm-hmm. and know that even though um you have a plan, you have to work day by day mm-hmm. because um, you don't have the opportunity to travel freely yeah. like, like you used to do you don't have so the opportunity to have restricted in on those yeah. things that you're used to you don't have um, the opportunity to get supplies and everything and also you don't have the opportunity to get contact with mm. the people so in that part in that case you have to be dealing day by day mm-hmm. with the situation mm-hmm. and as a leader you have to take um, you take mm-hmm. you have to take the um, day by day um, strategies mm-hmm. and also to take um, slowly mm. each one of them because it's not going to go so fast as you usually go okay and it's important to have that because if you don't know that you are going to get um, so frustrated yeah and then you are going to um, think that nothing is going well right yeah and that's interesting especially as leaders a lot of times we want to get in there and control everything we want to not that not that we're controlling but we're used to knowing where things are yeah, yeah. and then when a, a crisis or a disaster happens there's a, so many unknown things that take place and then there's people. So at the end of the day, you're responsible in most cases for mm-hmm. others. Yes. You're, not, you're not only yes. responsible for yourself. For yourself. That's right. You're responsible for others. Mm-hmm. And so when, when someone picks up the phone and, and they've had some type of tragedy, um, what is generally going through your mind? What, how are you handling? The first thing you have to start thinking about is what, what, what can I do to help? Them? Okay. And for that, it's better to be prepared to have this team around you mm-hmm. near this person. So you have to identify people mm-hmm. around you that are near um, and to assign this area okay. for them. If okay. something happened, that person represents you ah. and that person have to go by your, your direction and to supply or to see what happened. So what you're saying, you, you, you make sure that you, you empower others. That's right. To make sure yeah, that they you, can be... You need the whole team ah, working together with, with you because it's, it's hard. Right. It's hard. It's really, really hard because sometimes you don't have the team mm-hmm. working with you and, and, and have the same mm-hmm. thinking that you have. Right. You are going to be fighting with this situation that... And this person can help this one, but mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it because they don't want to get their supplies to help mm-hmm. this, this person. So you have to deal daily, daily by day, day yeah. by day, the situation. You have to see what happened, how to handle it, mm-hmm. and to see if we can help, which way we can help. That's good. That's good. I think that's interesting that we really think about it because that's things uh, leaders, uh, again, we need to understand. It's our team. It's, that's right. It's, it's the, what we build around us. So before... 
uh, the tragedy happens and before things happen, you've already established leadership. Yes, you've we, already established. We, we try to give them the vision. We <clears throat> try to get them the resources to, yeah. to know. Because one of the things is, if if I have a leader, mm -hmm. if if I have a leader and the leader doesn't um, send me any information and don't doesn't give me a key or doesn't give me nothing, mm -hmm. I I will feel like I'm, I am alone, mm -hmm. even though I have a leader. So they need to hear from you. That's right. So even though that we are right now in Puerto Rico, we have the the, the shutdown. Sure. So the same thing is happening here as that's well. That's right, right. That's right. We are trying today to um, start giving the team that strategy that they are going to be um, moving on that strategy to, because we don't know what will happen right. tomorrow. We don't. We can do something today right. and tomorrow everything is changed. Things that we plan today could change That's and things right. are changing rapidly. That's right. And so, so one of the big key things of leadership is, uh, especially today more than ever, is adaptability. Being able to be adaptable. That's uh, right. Be f uh, willing to change because if you're stuck in your own way, oh my God, you <laughs> hit in the point. <laughs> it's going to be really tough. That's right. And so let's talk about that because one thing that you know, obviously those, and I'm saying those because you know there's been things that have happened probably on the state side in some mm -hmm. places, but all the country has an experience a shutdown, right? That's right. So a lot of us want to pick up as usual once everything's mm -hmm. over, once mm -hmm. the lift is over. Uh, we want life to go back the way it is. And right. sometimes life may not go back the way it was, right? You may come back to a house that was destroyed or mm -hmm. a job that no longer exists. How do you counsel or, or share to others when they're walking back into a place okay. that has changed or yeah. something has changed? Is that's, that's the hardest, hardest sure. part of, of, of everything. We mm -hmm. are trying to let them know that they have to learn mm -hmm. about an opportunity. Okay. Because if they want everything back, as you as used to be, mm -hmm. they are going to be frust frustrated. Okay, I think one of the key that the leader has to have is if something change, okay. even though it's changed, you continue to be the same person. Ah. So you can work with that situation yeah. and establish maybe a new way ah. or a new path. So constantly looking and seeing what is the the, the, the what I can get out of differently out of this or right. get something out of when, this. When we was hit by the hurricane, we doesn't shut down the church. We continue making mm -hmm. service we, outside the building. Really? So um, so you were uh, worshiping the, outside? Yeah, we wow. started making the, the service in the okay. parking lot. Okay. Without power, <laughs> without but we have the, the, our heart to worship the Lord. Wow. wow. Because so uh, we, can, we can buy a big generator and we can have a, a Electric power in here, sure. but when we saw the houses around mm -hmm. without power, you feel bad. Right. So we we start um, making all things and uh, helping the people mm -hmm. that lives uh, at the back of the church, trying to bring eyes at that on that time. Okay. But the people do, who so, has power. So you, you were actually eyes. serving during this time too. Yeah. You yeah. Still, we continued making wow. the church service, mm -hmm. but we but you were uh, serving others. Yeah, we wow. invite the people of the church. If you have power in your house, can you bring? Please, can you bring eyes? Because there is a lot of people that lives around, around us that doesn't, yeah. doesn't doesn't have power. What about in the community? Was there you open yourself up to the community? Yeah, we, we we connect with people that bring um, supplies from the states, and mm. we um, uh, help them to distribute distribute the supplies for the people on the back. So they, they we start working with all the people that wants to help. And even though you were impacted, you, you were yeah. able to keep your team engaged to yeah, serve others. Yeah, we, we get engaged with all the churches. Wow. We get we, we do we do a lot of works. That's good in the island. 
That's good. That's awesome. And, and it's only a little piece. Right. But we do something. That's awesome. And I think that's key. And, uh, you know, obviously, again, we're, you know, we don't know what we're going to face mm-hmm. uh, coming up. But that's right. sometimes, you know, we get so focused mm-hmm. on ourselves. You know, it's easy to do. Obviously, we do need to take care of ourselves yeah. first. Don't yeah. get me wrong or make sure that we're healthy enough to take care of others. But still having that servant mindset to to uh, and that's leadership. Really, it is. That's people, right. What people don't realize is getting in the fight really strengthens your leadership. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. Actually getting in and being amongst the community. Um, one of the things that's very impressive about you is, um, you know, even on this last time with the earthquakes, I know that you have, you know, always been thinking about how can we serve? How can we get out? How yeah. can we bring this? How that's can we right. go and help? Um, is that just your nature or is it, do you think that's something about I think the relationship with God? I mean, what, come, I, what sparks that? I think it's part of, of, of the way that that the church right here thinks okay. we, help, we love to help. That's good. We, we love to help. If That's we good. don't help, we are, we are not doing <laughs> the work. Well, we, we can preach, but if you don't help, you are not doing It means you are nothing, not really, nothing. to others, right? That's right. That's good. That's right. That's, That's right. good. Well, wow. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, um, you're a businessman, I, I can kind of sense. You know, I've been talking, been around you a little bit mm-hmm. here. You're a businessman. So we're going to shift a little bit. Okay. Um, and I noticed that you have the ability, well, it sounds like you you, you help empower others, uh, in particular, some of the members of the church, yes. some of the younger, uh, those that may look up to you in the younger generation. You do a good job of that. What is that about and what do you do to help others and, and empower them in business and entrepreneurship? Okay. One, one of the, the reasons that I make this is, in fact, that um, even though I have this knowledge and mm-hmm. I have I've, I've been prepared with this, yes, I don't have the, the the right person at the right moment in my life. Okay. So if I want to develop a good a serving of the Lord, I have to give them the whole I know, the whole knowledge that I have. Okay. So they can go for for further for you forward said, yes, than yes. me and further further, further than, me. than me. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, and trying to um get more than that. So hold, hold, let me stop you here. So you're interested in someone else going further than you? That's right. And I'm only emphasizing that because some leaders don't look at don't look at it that way. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you look at you, you're saying I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to see the next generation go further than where you Isn't, are. That's the real calling that's of the good. leadership. Mm-hmm. You are not a true leader if you don't develop people that can go farther than you. That's good. That's good. Because those people are helping you too. Right. Because they put you and pressuring you so you can go higher. <laughs> they're pushing you there. That's right. But they're going to go further. You know they are. If, but they're if, pushing you if there. If I keep, keep my time <laughs> playing basketball with, with kids. Ah, that's a good way to put it. Now you're talking my language. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not reaching nothing. <laughs> if right. you only beating up on yeah, them, that's right? right. If I develop them, they are going to push me harder, and they, they are um, taking me more time to give They're better and you. better and better and better. So that's awesome. that's that, that's one of the reasons. Um, you can came here without knowledge, and one of the things I want to give you that knowledge. Yes. And if you want to buy a property or you mm-hmm. want to start a business, mm-hmm. I help you. If I don't know how, if I don't have the information, You're I go and look for that information and wow. look for the right person to do it. Wow. And and I we are working in that in this church. That's awesome. Want, because I'm not thinking one year, two year, I'm thinking 10, 
15, 20 years. So almost oh. like a visionary. You're, you're looking down the road. That's, that's the way. That's yeah. the way to see it. Wow, that's that's impressive. That's right. <laughs> it's very impressive. So look, you hit on it, real estate. Uh, you that's have a right. passion for real estate as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what, what, what did you, how did you get into real estate? Or okay, um, that's I started in that business with, with, because my father is an investor. Okay, and he started pushing me to um, study to be became a real a realtor. Okay, and I don't even like that. The oh, you did! I don't even like that. Really? I was, I was connected <laughs> in the ele electronic world. Okay. Um, um, and he showed me <laughs> this is the better for you. You have to study this, and you have to study this. And then I get uh, at some point I was working with five investors. Okay. And I was um, buying properties and flip it and sell it for them. So I started enjoying that type of 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 business okay okay so that's how you got into it so now it's that's right so uh, at some point when i started i'm pastoring i stopped that okay and like two years ago uh -huh. the holy spirit started speaking to me to tell me you know what this is the time that all that knowledge that you have yeah put it um give it to the guys that are in the church ah, and start good. developing them because if you have that knowledge and you ha have it um without being with me mm-hmm um, right now is the time to put it in service for the kingdom. So, in other words, you've, you you kind of went back to it more so to, again, <laughs> to help yeah. the next generation. That's right. Wow, to pull them further. That's, that's right. That's very that's impressive. Right. Very impressive. That's right. So, you know, I'm very impressed with, um, and we're going to talk about one more thing and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of close it up here, but I'm impressed with this play, uh, this church, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this, this thing, uh, this uh, setup that you've set up here. Tell us about this. How did you discover it? It was this, you know, I'm, I'm very fascinated. It's a beautiful facility. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, this church uh, really, 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 when I, I just said to you, uh -huh. it starts in, in the parks down the tree. We start preaching the world. We, we don't need a, a you, building. You weren't even looking for a building. That's okay. right. So at some point, like maybe like seven or eight months when we start our, the church, we start looking okay. for a place because... I want to give identity right to the to the to the people that are coming to the church. Okay, and so it's more so for to help them establish identity. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. have an identity to have. Okay, this is all right. the Lord give us this this place, so we have a name. We have so um, we start looking for a place, and when I saw um, the the rent that the people are asking are so high okay <laughs> so i decide with the with the first group that we have here okay we are not going to pay rent we are sure. going to um put the money in the saving account okay and we are going to buy later okay. we are going to buy okay one of the issues that i have been uh, i we have been dealing right. to complete that was at that time mm -hmm. The eighty percent of our church was only youth people. Ah, so you didn't have like all this uh, generation of money sitting here. So the youth people <laughs> doesn't work. They only are starting, and and some of the people start saying, "How we how how are we gonna do this? How are we going to be buying because they are youth. They are not right. tithing. They are not offering. Right. They have money. Right. So wait, wait. So you right. We're getting into the beginning stages of just getting to the the tithing part, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well. But but we start making good administration um, decisions. Okay. And we found this place one day on the 
the Lord speak to our life okay. about this pastor who comes to the youth retreat. Oh, okay. And he told me, you know what? The building is already waiting for you. It's in the corner and has an L form. Now, when he said that, did he tell you specifically what place it was? No, or? he only told me you have... He just saw that in the yeah, spirit. Yeah, he told me, you, you, you are being passing for that, uh, around that building around, a long time, but you, are, you don't see it. Ah. But it's already waiting for you. So he triggered something in you. Wow. Yeah, so for that day on, I start looking. Every, every time I see a corner, <laughs> I see the shape of the building. <laughs> And I this is building is actually in an L shape. L wow. shape and also it's in the corner. And it's in the corner. So wow. the day I see the building, I w oh my God, it was a very <laughs> impacting day for me. That for that day on, we start praying for this place. Yeah. We make an offer and thanks to the Lord, we get the you, you get it. blessing yeah. of the Lord. To and get. I bet that was so impactful for, you said you had a youth at that time. I bet yeah. that was so impactful for you them to, to be a part of that. and That's to, right. You know what? We are not um, um, people that work in the construction side. Okay. For that day on, all the people that are from this church, they are, have to learn. If you don't oh, know. So they got in and pitched in to they, build. They start learning a lot. Ah, we wow. mix cement here. We put um, bricks. We put everything wow. to get together this building. Wow. So it's, it's a beautiful time. That's it was a beautiful time. Awesome. Well, it, I've enjoyed our conversation. I hope you have. I really, yes, yes. I really have enjoyed your conversation. But, you know, there's some keys here. You know, I'm noticing, yeah. you know, um, building for the next generation mm -hmm. is what I'm getting out from Amen. you. Uh, seeing vision and, 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 and walking that vision out. You know what I mean? I think yes. that's, that's powerful what we talked about today. Being a leader in crisis, running toward, you know, Toward the problem, you know, mm -hmm. some leaders, uh, you know, can be tempted to run away when things get rough. That's right. Sometimes you have to run and teach others how to run toward it. So you, it sounds like thing. you're empowering others That's to right. do that. So uh, this has been wonderful. You know, um, my time here in Puerto Rico has been great. And I feel like I have an extended family Amen. here. So you now, have, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's I came right. to Puerto Rico, didn't realize, couldn't speak the language <laughs> I'm here, but God strategically uh, placed and had our paths crossed. We are connected, of course, um, through Jabula Network as well. That's but right. it, it was just a wonderful thing to feel like if anything goes down, I know to go. You have family <laughs> down here. Family you have to here. Call if you have to come, you can come. Yeah. I have a God family, I call Amen. it, Amen. right here. And so it's been wonderful. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for um, the invitation. Really do. Um, is there any way that people can at least connect to the church or what's yes. the best way if they want to follow? Yes, yes. Um, um, you can follow us by the Facebook. We have um, our page on Facebook is by the name of Hioba Chama Int okay. PR. And you can go by our website. We have okay. a website. is J-S-M-I-M. J-S-I-M-P-R okay. dot Okay, and I'll put it. I'll put it in some shape or form yes, yes. in our notes too for people to be yes. able to connect to. But it's been wonderful. I'm excited about what God is doing. Um, I feel that uh, you know this time that we're in right now. I think specifically the people that you are leading right now. I think are on the cutting edge of helping others with That's the right. things that you guys have been through and have come through. Yes. God has given you a blessing to. I believe in this time to help others. Uh, uh, on a bigger scale, meaning there's That's some right. things that they can learn even from this conversation. I think this thing is, uh, is bigger than you and I that God is That's doing for right. you guys. That's right. And so I'm so glad that 
uh, we're in this moment. So until the next time, I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to uh, subscribe, like, comment, and uh, continue to follow us here on Behind the Grind. All right.